Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone? Welcome into Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. We start today's show with some pretty big news. Laura and I have signed entry-level contracts to to be goaltenders in the Blue Jackets organization. <laughs> we don't have oh, any, God. <laughs> we don't have any time for questions. We don't have any, any statements to put out right now. Just know uh, that we are uh, with that shit, is what you could say. We are with that shit, and uh, tank season's on, baby. Uh, I'm really glad I have health insurance again. <laughs> uh, like, here's my thing, right? Like, I'm stopping at least three pucks, like, just by happenstance. And those Am I allowed hurt. to play with my eyes closed? Like, if I just, like, sort of go like this. <laughs> well, if you ask some people, they would say that Blue Jackets goaltenders have been playing with their eyes closed all year long anyway. So, like, maybe <laughs> you would be fitting in. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, I, it, first of all, I couldn't skate myself out there. So I would have to be like pushed. I'm just imagining a scenario where somebody like with their stick is just like pushing you forward <laughs> into the goal crease. You're going to like give me a complex and I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to do the same with me. I can't skate to save my life. We all been knew this, but. Welcome on in, everybody, to this edition of Subjectively Speaking. It's episode 169. That's nice. But <laughs> other than that, it's a pretty pretty uneventful Monday as we record this in terms of the Blue Jackets hockey news cycle. And that is mostly, I say that, because nobody's gotten hurt today. That feels like a win. <laughs> the Blue Jackets haven't gotten blown out today. That feels like a win. Well, I guess I say I guess I can't be like it's because they only had practice. Well, we did have someone hurt themselves in practice, so we'll, we'll get back to that here in a little bit. But Laura, before you get the chance to swagger jack me like you did last time, how are you doing today? I'm okay. <laughs> but like, are you okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna like call the authorities on us one day. Yeah, like, probably. I mean, I I am in a safe enough space. I am not a danger to myself or others. Um, I'm never not a know. danger to others. I have to be honest. Like usually to myself, I'm good. To others, listen. That's true. Not saying um, this is a threat, but yeah, no. It's just you know one of those times of year and things. And stuff. you mean like any time? You mean like any time of year? I'm trying to make them not think that I'm just legitimately insane. Okay, here's the thing: Laura and I chronically depressed. Not news. Not news to anybody. <laughs> I don't. I hope it's not. I hope that's not breaking news to anybody. Like that's not like it's something we navigate every day. <laughs> so, that is true. A lot of this is me poking fun at Laura in the way that we both do about each other's mental health because we're also probably the most open with each other about our own mental health. So, except for Correct. my therapist. I have to say I'm probably more open with my therapist about my mental health than I am to you. Yes, because sometimes it is a struggle 
Well, mainly because like I am a talker when I f- am comfortable with someone, and you tend to like just build clam up, these up. Walls. build up these walls, baby. I, I even though remember. me, who is c- arguably one of the closest people to you in your life, yep, total wall, total wall, mamas. It's like wild how I, I'm it's the things I'm capable of is insane. But I told my therapist, I was like, I, <laughs> I tell her that sometimes like I will literally start to say something and I will stop talking and I'll be like, I'm lying. I, like, <laughs> like, le- like legitimately you're lying or like you just want to say that you're lying. Oh no. Like legitimately I'm lying. She's like, how was your week? And I'll be like, Oh, it wasn't bad. Like I, and I go, no, I'm not telling you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm lying. I was like, oh, okay. I actually had. I that is common in yeah. therapy. Like that is common. I thought you were telling me that, like, you were telling her something, like something of note, you know, something bigger than like how your week was, and you were just like, yeah, no, I'm lying about that. But then you also like weren't lying. I thought you were trying to downplay your like experiences. Oh no, you're you're out here thinking I'm telling my therapist like I'm like a pathological liar to my therapist, just telling her lies. For yeah, but you're her. lying. But in that version of it, like you being a pathological liar, you're lying because you don't want her to think that you have trauma, not making up additional trauma no 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 mamas i have trauma and guess who knows it ashley ashley knows i have trauma well she's getting to know that you have trauma not i she came up to speed pretty quick <laughs> i like gotta let it all out pretty fast um <laughs> uh, this is not i did not you have not asked me how i'm doing it and i've totally monopolized your time Anything else fun in the life of Laura? Well, I think that you can, it's clear who currently is seeing a therapist out of the two of us and who isn't. And I so, let me tell you. Yeah, one day. We're not sponsored I mean, by any, if you, let's be honest, if we should have been sponsored by anybody at this point, should have been better help. <laughs> yeah, or like some sort of like mental health service. If you or a loved one works in the mental health field and you want to, uh, you know, Make people better, but also uh, and end the stigma. <laughs> well, also lining our pockets. No, I'm kidding. We would do it for free. Um, could you imagine if I was like, "We are only going to help our listeners get healthy if we get paid for it"? <laughs> that would make us terrible humans. All right, so um, that, uh, someone say that's just capitalism. But yeah, I mean, I'm back to me because it's my time. Um, <laughs> no, I'm. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's not, but it's fine. And I did successfully again give you much deserved space when you were having your visit on Saturday. Oh my god, my Noah Khan visit. Yes. Oh my god. Do you wait. want me to ask you how you're doing now so that you can talk about? Yeah, sorry. This is the Jeremy show today. This is some Jeremy speaking. It's not. (laughs) To wrap it all up, I'm a hot mess. It will be fine. Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm a hot mess. It'll all be fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I'm good. I also just came to the realization that like Noah Khan should call his concerts conjugal visits. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Did you feel like you were emotionally intimate with him? Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know who goes to his shows and like doesn't feel that way. It was incredible. If you don't know who Noah Khan is, like do yourself a favor and listen. It's his last name spelled K A H A N. And but, first of all, if you don't, Jeremy will be mad at you. Yeah, correct. If you if you haven't heard of Noah Khan, like don't tell me that. Um, but so good, so fun. It was like the best concert experience I've been to in a really long time. Like honestly, I'd say it's a top five concert. I would say that they're yeah, I would say top five for sure. Maybe even top three. Mm. I know. I know. The Green Day Fallout Boy concert that you and I were both at. We didn't go together, but we were there at the same time. <laughs> yes. Loved, loved that. That's maybe a top three. Um I'm like embarrassed by like one of the top. <laughs> Is it pentatonics? Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who also don't know, I was like a pretty big acapella nerd for a while, still am a little bit. And like, I was like I actually, he still is. Yeah, I know I am. But I like used to be like I was in a collegiate acapella group and I like arranged acapella music. Like I'm talking like I was knee deep in the shit, folks. Like I was getting paid for my arrangements of acapella music. Like, not to see my own horn, but I actually was kind of good at it. But I don't do that anymore, obviously. It was, <laughs> that's probably also in the top five. But it was so good. I put, like, my the camp concert I went to in Grand Rapids on that list, too. So good. Oh, my gosh. And he has one new song that's going to come out soon that you can't, like, I, I sent you the TikTok of him singing it. But, like, it's so good. Like, it is so good. It's about moving away and, like, all that. And, I, I like, I did that. So, like, it's, like, really, like, emotional. Um. It's just so good. It was good. I left feeling it was like one of those like cathartic, like scream at the top of your lungs kind of concert and like everybody in there was doing it. So it was fun. It was fun. So I feel recharged. I feel good. Uh, you know, work is crazy busy. And after we end the podcast, it's 920 p.m. as we're recording. But after we end the podcast, I still have some work to do. So I need to get that done. And I'm really looking forward to summer break. And it's March. So that's going to be a minute. It's only about a month. Got about a month left. So we'll get there. Yeah, it's almost April. I mean, so it's April close. in like a few days. So close. But yeah, it is April in a few days, which feels wild because April will be the <laughs> confirmed last month of the year. The, the, well, not of the year, <laughs> but of the season. But the Blue Jackets play hockey. Um, <laughs> it's been confirmed for a while now. But like, when were they officially eliminated from the playoff? Like, has it been since um, our last episode or like was it even maybe even before then we just didn't touch on it like i think it was before then and we didn't talk about it some could argue that the blue jackets were eliminated from playoff contention in november however like mathematically right like over the last yeah. like week or so it became official but but yeah so the jackets i think it was actually when they're on their road trip in... yeah it might have been between after like it might have been no we won the san jose game it might have been it was around the Anaheim. I think losing in regulation to Anaheim was what did it, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Probably. So that's how little of a news story that is, folks. Like we it's didn't also talk how about long we made it in into the season. Like, and that's how ridiculous it is in the East, like with playoff spots, like that it took us this long to get officially eliminated. Yeah, it's wild, like, where it finally became, like, we could not <laughs> reach the number of points. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's, 
one of those things where like folks are still like pretty like it's weird to be at this point in April and still be like watching the standings so hardcore when you know you're out of it. But obviously, like there's a lot of other implications related to the standings that have nothing to do with whether or not the Blue Jackets make the playoffs or anything else. And so it's still well, fascinating to feel like we have to watch the standings. Yeah. And there's like, well, we do for, you know, other things. But like as far as like the playoffs are considered, like there's a lot of fringe teams in the East right now. And like a lot of teams, not a lot, but like a decent couple that I think a lot of Blue Jackets fans would like to see not make the playoffs. Cough, cough, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, but, you know, so it's just interesting. But, yeah, we have to monitor us because, my God, we moved up to 31st. And I thought the whole – I thought all of social media was going to burn to the ground. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to watch. It's hard not to watch. And I know people are obviously freaking out about it. But, I mean, like, again, we talked about on the last episode, it feels like the Blue Jackets just can't seem to, like, <laughs> have the same number of game play, games played as the Sharks. So that way we get a real authentic look at, like, where things are at. But as of right now, as we're recording, the Jackets have 72 games played. So they have 10 games left. And they are at a dead heat with um, – you know, with the the Sharks. But then also, like, not to, like, scare people too much, but the Jackets are also, they've got one game in hand on Chicago. Chicago's only one point ahead of the Jackets. So if the Jackets pick up a win over, like, over these 10 games that, like, Chicago doesn't pick up, like, Chicago could also be a team that the Jackets pass. And really, I think, like, this team's probably going to finish, like, 30th if I had, like, and everybody's going to lose their shit about it. So, uh, but that's, to be fair, maybe I'm jumping ahead because obviously, but don't, wanna... isn't it 31, 32, or 32, 31, and 30? That's the top three. It just so, depends on, on the order. No, not necessarily. So, what can happen? So, for folks that maybe aren't familiar with the, the NHL draft lottery process, so the way it works is the only two lottery positions are the first overall and the second overall pick. So um, what that means is that you get all the teams that didn't make the playoffs, they get a certain percentage chance to, to move up, right? The maximum amount that you can move up is 10 though. And so for example, what that means is like, you can't finish like, like 14, like not 14, you know what I mean? But like, you can't finish 18th in the league and jump up to pick first. Like you can only jump up 10. So if that team was supposed to pick 14th, the best they could pick was fourth. And so that would then affect anybody who was like, like below them in those standings, right? It would make a move up. So what could happen to the Jackets? If they finish 30th, they could technically pick the worst they could pick would be fifth overall. So that's like, I think we might've even talked about that on, on an episode earlier um, in the season where I talked about like where I start to get a little bit nervous is like if they fall back and then some lottery luck happens for some teams below or ahead of them, I guess I should say. And the Jackets end up getting played out of those top three picks. Now, if the Jackets end up finishing in the top, in the bottom three and they get a top three pick, like I'm fine and I'm cool with that. But the thing I'm nervous about is you get a team that wins the lottery that could displace the Blue Jackets. So even if the Blue Jackets finish third, really like anywhere, the Blue Jackets could fall up to two spots without there being too much of a surprise. Yay, sports. <laughs> Yay, parody. Yay, lottery. Yay. <laughs> Fuck this. Like, if we finish 30 seconds, let us pick first. But 
all of that is to say, I think I'm maybe getting ahead of myself because the Blue Jackets, obviously, like one of the wins that they picked up happened to come on Friday. The Jackets, Friday, 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 the Islanders. Yes. So Friday, the Jackets snagged a win in overtime against the Islanders. And it was a win that the Blue Jackets, it was actually maybe a little bit different than the other wins uh, that they've gotten so far in the last couple of months, right? Where it's like, it feels like they're out of the game and they end up finding a way to come back in. They tie it late and like they end up getting that second point. But it was kind of the opposite with the with the Islanders, right? Like it, it was the Jackets really seemed to kind of get off to a, like found themselves in a good spot, right? Like, everybody's like, what the hell is going on, right? Um, really, the only thing we care about in this game, like, I don't care about anything else. Like, the only thing we care about is Ken Johnson's goal, right? Like, that's the one thing that, like, I feel like everybody has to, like, take away from that game and say, this is all I care about. Um, it doesn't matter that the Jackets picked up two points. It doesn't matter that how that could potentially affect them in the future. Like, that Ken Johnson goal to make it 3-2. Was it 3-2? Was that the 3-2 goal? I think Insane. so. Insane. If you look at the NHL like game center, it says shot cradle. I've never obviously I've never seen that. They usually tell you what happened, whether it was a power play goal, deflected shot, batted, tipped, snapshot, wrist shot, slap shot, but no, this one just says cradle. Uh because wow. Yeah, wow. It, it was I mean, I think a lot of factors played into their performance on Friday. I think they were really happy to be home, really happy to be back in nationwide and like another sold out crowd, um, which again is just so fascinating. Awesome. Awesome. Don't get me wrong, but just like incredibly fascinating for the shit tactic season that we have had that they can continue to do so well. Um, but yeah, I think they were happy to be home and, you know, kind of shake off this terrible road trip that they were on and just getting the crap beat out of them. Um, and I don't think the Islanders like expected much out of the Blue Jackets. So like they struggled a lot. Um, and yeah, and that that goal like after Kent's goal, if we wouldn't have won that game, like I think bad things would have happened because like the energy, like I was watching from home <clears throat> and just the energy that you could feel coming like through the television in nationwide after Kent scored that goal, like there was nothing to do but win that game. So, cause it was just exciting. It was like, it was fun hockey to watch again. And we've talked a lot about that as of late, like in the second half of this season, like when the games just aren't fun, like they aren't fun to watch. Like even when they won some of them, they haven't been like super fun to watch. Cause it's been just like a struggle, but this was like a really great full 60 minutes, fun hockey game to watch. And yes, I know it pissed people off. Because we won. But it was fun. And don't worry. You didn't have to wait long for a Blue Jackets loss. 
Like a bad one. Like a bad, bad Blue Jackets loss. They hit the road. I mean, that's a terrible. Like, I actually think we talked about it on our last episode, just like how shitty of a travel situation that is to like go from from having to play the Islanders, which Boone Jenner power play goal wins that game. Which like what's like maybe we should spend some time talking about this. Like maybe not on this episode, but maybe on an episode where not shit else is happening. But thinking about how the Blue Jackets power play has just like taken off over the course of the last month or so. I mean, the Jackets are, don't get me wrong. This is not like anything to write home about, but like the Jackets are 23rd in the league in power play efficiency. And when you consider the fact that they sat at the bottom of the league for so long this season, like that just drastically shows like how much improvement and just how efficient they've been. They went two for four against the Islanders. They, they figure something out and it's even more interesting that that's happened in a time where the consistency of the roster is just ever in flux and there's never the same folks playing on the same spot. And they're always having to shift some things up on the power play because you've got these injuries. Right. But they figured something out and I don't know what it is. And I, I don't know who it is that we have to bestow knighthood on if it's Pascal Vincent, if it's somebody else, but like knighthood is, I mean, is it Kromarchenko? Like what? Like who knows what it is? Like it just is insane to see this. But I digress. We'll move. We'll move past everything great that's happening to move to a place that I think most Blue Jackets fans want to sit in right now, and that is this devastatingly terrible loss to the Montreal Canadiens. You can tell what time of year it is, and you can tell what Blue Jackets fans' objectives are because. Uh, not very often after an H2 loss have I seen Blue Jackets Twitter seem somewhat normal and somewhat like even even keeled and, and you know, calm headed. Like I, <laughs> it's such a weird time to be a Blue Jackets fan because this H2 loss would have set anybody spiraling, especially against a team like the freaking Montreal Canadiens. But everybody's pretty OK with this a little more. Yeah, it was big bad. Like. For anyone that was mad about Friday, like it did, like you said, it did not take long for the Blue Jackets that we've, you know, grown accustomed to to show back up again. And you know, yeah, it is it is brutal circumstances. They come off a ten day road trip. They're home for one night to play, and then they immediately have to jump on the plane after the game, fly to Canada, go through customs, not get into the hotel until like three in the morning. And then, you know, have to play all over again in one of the, you know, best arenas in the league. And, yeah, they just um, ate shit. That's really the easiest way to put it. Um, We, and we're going to talk more specifically about injuries, but we suffered a good handful of injuries in the Islander game which resulted in some roster changes for Montreal. We brought up Trey Frickselinski and Jake Christensen from the Monsters on emergency recall. And both of them have been playing really well in Cleveland. So it's one of those bittersweet situations where Cleveland is truly in like a playoff run race. And now we're just taking humans from them to suck in the NHL. Like... (laughs) You know, it's it's one of those things. And this was Elvis's first start in net um, since leaving the team three weeks ago um, to be with his family. And 
it was just the Canadians just took all of our weaknesses and ran with them. Um, I mean, what's his name? Harvey Pinard got a hat trick just in the second period for the Canadians. So that's the kind of hockey we were playing. Um, and I mean, I guess you can be kind of happy Lane Peterson got his third goal. And of course, the real person you can be happy for is Kirill Marchenko, who got his 19th goal. And he's, you know, quickly, he's tied now with Pierre-Luc Dubois for the most um, goals as a Blue Jackets rookie. Um, and I think he is like pretty up there in rookie, like league rookies. Um, so he and Kent are kind of battling each other in those standings for different things. But other than that, there is nothing else great that happened in this game. Cause Oh yeah. Elvis got hurt. Um, yeah. Elvis and, left the building. and Hutch had to come in and relief. And this is just like a small commentary, but like, um, it's really disgusting to see like other blue jackets fans be happy when one of our own players gets injured. Like just real gross. So like, if you're one of those humans, like maybe check yourself and maybe, I don't know, root for a different team. Like to root. I don't care what you feel about Elvis or any of the players. You should never be happy when one of them gets injured like that no correct real quick um i will say we all know that like the people who listen to the show are not the people who are happy about that yes. like, at this point we know that um but really quick correction corner Cromartenko is one away from tying pierre luc dubois pierre luc dubois had 20 goals in his first season as a blue jacket so he's so close oh he sorry needs, he needs to score two more times because i can't have that french canadian bastard sitting atop the blue jackets record book for literally anything so if he could figure out a way to score two in the next 10 games i would give him a kiss oh that's nice i know i thought it was sweet too um but sincerely i need that for him i need kromarchenko to have his name in, in the blue jackets record book i mean i'm sure that there will be plenty of other things that he might try to try to do to put his name in that book at some point but yeah uh please <laughs> please i'm i i beg <laughs> Yeah, Krill, if you could just get on that to just score two more times in the next 10 games. And here's another thing. Like, hear me say this. I'm willing to be a greedy bastard. Like, I'm mm -hmm. okay with that for myself. As of right now, Kent Johnson has 15 goals. So I would even be cool if he could score another six in the next 10 games. <laughs> much higher, much, much higher task. But, like, would love it if he could even knock Pierre-Luc Dubois down to third. I know it's not going to happen. But I would love it if it Wait, did. Even better if Carell could score those two goals in the game that we're both going to be at on the or if, just, or if he just holds on to one of them until then. Like, that feels like a That's lot of anxiety true. to go down to April 8th without scoring a 20th goal. Like, score your 20th in the next, like, week or so, buddy. And then when we're in town, go ahead and make it 21. Like, let's just make let, – let's have that happen. Because I don't think I have the emotional capacity to wait that long for him to hit that. I think, will he hit it? Do you think he'll hit it? 
two in the next 10? Yeah. I, I think he'll be pissed if he doesn't score two more times. No, I mean, I technically, he would have it already if they hadn't waved off the one goal. Yeah. Because Boone interfered with the goalie. Damn it, Boone. I know. Knocking but, his own protégés down. No kidding. But, yeah, so, I mean, the Jackets laid a big old egg in that game. And to your point, like, no, it's never great to see Elvis go down. Like, it's his first game back, like, after, you know, honestly, like, he'd kind of found something before the passing of his grandmother, right? So, like, that's, like, not a, like, that's not a good thing. Like, I don't, like, I don't know who, like, maybe feels otherwise. I hear what people say about, like, well, like, if you're really wanting to lose games, let me tell you how you do it. You do it with Michael Hutchinson and John Gillies in your in your goalie tandem. Fair. Like, the Jackets are not going to do themselves a lot of favors in net over the next few games. Elvis is day-to-day, I think, though, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that he's only out for a couple of games. He didn't go on this trip, but that's okay. And so – Here's hoping that this isn't something that we're dealt with or stuck with for too long or else these games can get really out of hand really quick. And I don't know that I have the emotional capacity to watch a lot of 8-2 hockey games. I'm cool with like a 5-3 loss or a, a 4-2 loss every now and again. But like I, let's minimize the number of times we lose 8-2. to Just going to say that. Yeah, let's minimize giving other fans the opportunity to like do the wave while playing against us or like doing the ole 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 thing because they're just so far ahead of us that there's no way we'll ever catch up sort of situation. It's wild to me. You said the whole thing about like Raphael Harvey Pinard. It's crazy to me that he scored a hat trick in one period and it wasn't even a natural hat trick. Like it wasn't even like a, like, like there was a goal in that mix that wasn't scored by him. Like that pisses like, oh God, what a bad period. What a bad, bad period for the Blue Jackets. But Laura, do you have any other thoughts on that on that blowout? I will say that it did I mean, I always miss him, but it did make me miss David Savard. Cause he um, had a really he had a really good game. <laughs> he was rough on us. Yeah. So good old Savage. But so I did miss him. But other than that, it's basically all I have to say. That's fair. Well, I mean, if Jackets fans are wanting to like take their eyes off of the cluster that could be happening in front of them on any given night, there there's one major sporting event happening right now that has everybody's attention in both men's and women's sports. And Laura, could you take a guess as to what I'm talking about? The NCAA Final Four? Yeah, we, we it's coming down to the wire. It's Final Four season. And uh, the biggest tournament in college basketball is not only underway, but like it's coming down to the wire. It's it's almost over. And the action is, is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, you're going to be able to combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout because DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long. So be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Now, I don't want to, like, jinx anything, and I know by saying this right now I'm going to, but as of right now, my men's bracket my men's bracket's totally messed up. I know everybody else is in the same boat. This is just an absolutely abnormal year where you take a look at <laughs> this, year's, this year's tournament and uh, – Things are tough. Things are tough if you are 
uh, somebody who enjoys bracketology, all that kind of stuff. But you can get back in it this weekend because <laughs> it's just going to be utter chaos. You've got San Diego State and Florida Atlantic and Miami and UConn, four teams, three of which have never been there before, that are going to be fighting for college's most premier basketball trophy, right? And so get in on that. But maybe you're something like me and you're paying more attention to the women's side of things because your bracket's looking pretty cute on the women's side of things. Right now, I'm sitting at three out of the four final four teams picked. Right now, Ohio State is playing Virginia Tech. And if Ohio State wins, I'll go four for four. And I know I'll be betting some money there as well. So, folks, DraftKings has got it all. You're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Go women. Women stay not disappointing me. Wait, speaking of tournaments, I'm also now out of our fantasy hockey tournament. Uh, in case anyone's curious, I also got ravaged by by David. So uh, here we are, Laura. Both of us in the consolation bracket. Of our yeah, you're you're vying for third, and I'm vying for fifth. So cheers to us finishing fourth and sixth. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> But um, but no, it's not gonna be fun. Sila and Julie are also in the championship with David, so we'll see who comes out on top. I'm like, I don't know about you, but whenever somebody defeats me, I want nothing but pain for them. So I really hope that Sila and Julie find a way to to win this one. I also feel that way because I had my best fantasy hockey week of my existence the week that I got kicked out of the playoffs, and I'm mad about it. So understood, understood. Well. I'll try to represent us well in the bronze medal game. No promises. I've got a lot of injuries on my team this week. We'll see what happens. But speaking of injuries, I actually can't think of a better segue. Like that was totally accidental. But Laura, like what is going on? It feels like we've been transported back to like November, December, where the Blue Jackets were racking up injury after injury. The name of the title of our last episode was The New Cycle is Broken because Patrick Laine's injury was made aware to us after our episode had already released. And so, um, you know, we were unfortunately unable to talk about that on our last episode, but that's the most recent injury uh, that came down the pike. But Laura, I've got a tweet here that outlines the last few days in, in blue jackets lore. Yeah. Are you ready to hear this? I am ready. So Patrick line is out for two to four weeks with a tricep strain suffered in practice on Thursday. Now you mentioned, was this, did we did today you say on air or did you say this? No, like, I said it to you. Okay, so go ahead with the patty oh, stuff. So today he told coaches um, that he does plan to play again before the end of the season. So apparently, we will see Patrick Line in the next ten games, not tomorrow, but we will see him in the next ten games. Must be really out to prove the whole center thing. I mean, like, because that's the thing that's the biggest bummer, right? I mean, like, sincerely, it's like, oh, man, like, he was finally, like, you start to see this, like, excitement out of him. We talked about that a lot in the last episode, and he gets hurt. Which, like, we've got to, like, have a conversation about Patrick Lyon being a China doll at some point. Like, Adam Boquist can't keep catching all the smoke for me. Like, it has to be redirected a little bit to Patrick Lyon, but we'll get there. Um, and maybe also, like, same for, for Nick Blankenberg. Like, maybe he's somebody that we could also have this conversation about, too, because... He's week to week with an ankle injury. Eric Branson is going to be out for the rest of the season because he's got a separated shoulder. Can these 
guys figure out how to keep their shoulders in place. Like mine Yeah, never... he's what our fourth defenseman this season with a separated shoulder. Not fourth defenseman. Fourth... Well, because Dan Fourth is a forward, but our yeah, fourth yeah. player. Because it's Zach, Jake Bean, um, Dan, Dan Forth, Forth and Gabranson. Four yeah, shoulders so... in one season. Well, five. Who else? He just doesn't play for us anymore. Gus. Yeah, look at that. So, shoulders, figure it out. Um, we mentioned a little bit earlier about Elvis's day-to-day with a lower body injury, and Matthew Olivier is also going to be out for two to four weeks with a lower leg bone bruise, which is maybe actually the most specific I've heard an injury get <laughs> for an NHL report. Like, I don't know why that one got so specific, but um, – Maybe it's because they know that he's going to be out for the rest of the season. I don't know if he plans to come back. And so, I also don't know how long it takes for your bone to not be bruised. Yeah. I, I'd be having bruises on my skin for weeks. So, like, I guess really the, the possibilities are endless. I, I would, I would say. And it also had to hit him in like such a very specific part of where like padding isn't there. And it just like, puck or stick or whatever it was that hit him like just really got in there and because that ow ow yeah Yeah, not a great time not a great time so we've got to hope that that heals up for him soon but but i mean wow like (laughs) the jackets like cannot seem to find a way to stay healthy this season and it's you know, things like this happen, right? Like it's not uncommon in sports for a team to face so many obstacles like this, but it's hard. I think at some point to like, not question whether or not one, some of these guys, if they're just like really prone to injury, looking at the guys like Patrick Lyon and Nick Blankenberg and Elvis Merzlikens, but then also looking at, even though he's healthy right now, knock on wood, wait until they play tomorrow. Adam Boquist, right? Like you look at these players that have had so many injuries and, and really like, if you think about it, like such a short time for the blue jackets, I mean, Nick Blankenberg, this is his fourth time that he's been sidelined at the end of last season. He was out and then he broke his ankle. Then he had, he was out for a couple of games a few weeks ago, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And now this, I mean, like that's four times in the, in the last. In all fairness, <laughs> he did come out and then come back in on Friday. But maybe that's the other question that I have, right? Like, maybe that is the other thing that I wonder is, like, why? Like, why are we putting players, like, are there players who are rushing back from injury? Like a Patrick Line, like a Nick Blankenberg, in a season where the Blue Jackets are playing for absolute dick. They're playing for nothing. Why is it? And I know that it's NHL player pride, but at this point, there's no reason no reason at all that Patrick Line should come back out on the ice this season. There's no reason at all. That makes no sense. If you're thinking about an asset management perspective, why do you let him go back out on the ice? He's been hurt thrice this season, partially because he keeps coming back from injury way sooner than it's projected. And don't get me wrong. I know some people heal at a faster clip, but I don't know. Maybe take a fucking beat. Maybe take a break. Maybe take a breath before we're like, yeah, it seems like he's good. Get him back out on the ice. Now, don't get me wrong. These aren't all the same injuries. So, like, maybe that's not 
a fair assessment, but also like having played sports with injuries before, like when you're hurt, you favor other parts of your body, which might make you more prone to other injuries. And so that's where I'm just like, I don't understand the why there. If Nick Blanket, like Nick Blankenberg shouldn't be back out there this season. Don't get me wrong. Our defenseman situation is like absolutely obliterated right now, but like there's like, I just can't for the life of me think of it. And until they figure out like how to keep these guys from getting hurt, they've got to just sit out. Like they just can't like, if Elvis is really day to day and he's going to be fine. Sure. But like the other guys, like, come on, like, what is the point? Yeah, no, I mean, after the, like, obviously I retweeted the list that you just read on our Twitter account today and just said, like, honestly, like for the health and safety of our players, I can't wait for this season to be over because they just need some time to like actually heal because who knows what, I mean, everybody else, you're as a professional athlete, you're always playing with like aches and pains and all that sort of stuff. Cause that's just part of the game. But like, you just have to think about, <coughs> um, you know, some of the things that they're playing through just to play because we just simply if you they go out or need like a day like we just don't have a full roster and we keep I mean we just brought up another guy from Cleveland today Billy Sweezy is going on the trip to New York so um it's just it's it's kind of like when is enough enough for us this season and I do I do believe like Patrick has been coming back too soon after his injuries. I think with Nick, I think his determination is really convincing to people. So like on Friday's situation, like he got hurt and they announced that he was out for the rest of the game. Well, then Eric Branson gets hurt and separates his shoulder. So he's clearly not coming back. So Nick essentially was like, I'm fine. Tape me up and let me go back out there. And which is what they did. And he was effective like he was effective in the last part of the game but how much more damage did that do because he was out before because of his ankle so like what are we doing here like are we causing like are we gonna hear like in two weeks that he's having surgery as soon as the season's over like to literally put a wrought iron bar like in his ankle um it's just yeah we're just I worry about the long-term effects of like their pride in this season yeah, and what that's going to do to those of whom who will be blue jackets come this fall. No, I mean, I think that's a fair, fair fear to have. I mean, it's just been, God, it's been such a (laughs) freaking, we've joked on this show before about bubble wrap, but but also, Bubble wrap. 488 man games lost. Just up until now. We still got 10 games to go that are going to be missing players. Yeah. I mean, that's that's almost six six full seasons of play lost amongst the Blue Jackets lineup. Now, obviously, you know, there there's some long-term injuries there that were a part of that conversation. I mean, Zach Orensky, who's somebody we haven't talked about. I mean, he's skating. Like, don't get me wrong, Zach is skating. Zach's not going to play again this season. If Zach plays again this season, fire everybody. Uh, but, like, he's not going to play again this season. And it's just good that he's out there, like, skating and, like, getting his legs back about him and, like, just being with the team again. Like, that's a good thing. But 
overall, like this has just been like a clusterfuck of a year. It feels like Justin Danforth, who you talked about a little bit earlier, like we talked about about his shoulder, like it feels like 17 years since he's played for the blue jackets. Like that's, it's been a long season of injuries and we've gotten lucky enough that some of those guys have come back into the fold, but it seems like those same guys who have, who were a part of that injured list that came back into the fold have found themselves back on it numerous times. And it's just hard to not think that maybe these guys just might not be the most like, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like that they're, um endurance and, and endurance isn't even fair but just like that they are a lot more injury prone than maybe some other guys in the league and that's a problem if you want to be a team that's competitive you can't have and we're not talking about a guy like no offense here but like we're not talking about elaine peterson right like we're not talking about you know an eric robinson like we're talking about our star players we're talking about a patrick line about a zach Warensky. we're talking about our starting goaltender question mark and Elvis Merzlikens like these are players that just can't can't keep getting hurt at the clip that they are without somebody doing something about it or raising the question like what what could we do we be doing better to condition these guys but also what could we be doing better to um you know perhaps offload some of these guys while their trade value is still high and we recognize <laughs> that they're hurt all the time I don't know we'll see what happens but <sighs> I'm done with my rant I'm pissed like about this and I don't know why I don't know why I feel so passionately about this. Well, it's just, it's really disheartening. Like after, I mean, yes, our season has been incredibly long, like it incredibly long, but it's just been this monotony of like injury, 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 injury. Like there was maybe like two weeks that we went where no one got injured. And I mean, people were still out, but like no one knew got injured or no one got injured again. But other than that, it's just been this roller coaster of, you know, we haven't even had, we don't have a single player anymore that played, has played all 82 games. Cause even Johnny Gaudreau had to take a day, you know, to rest himself. Um, and that's just, I mean, I know we're not the only team in the league that's been facing a lot of injuries, but it just feels like the injury gods have just been shitting on us all year long and i guess it we should have seen the signs when patrick line got hurt in his first shift the very first game so you know correct yeah that was a sign for what was to come this year and it just has been unrelenting and so hopefully next year we'll have a lot better luck for the jackets in terms of of their overall health i mean because again you got patrick line probably gonna play less than 60 games this year still almost a point per game player in those 60 games, but he's just somebody that you need to stay healthy. Like you, he just has to. And, and only the only player that I believe for the jackets hasn't sat a game out since being called up is Kirill Marchank. Like has Kirill like been hurt? Mm-mm. All right. So he's the only person that has not missed a game due to, due to an injury for this team. I don't think he can get hurt. I think he has happiness, just like... Stop. Why would you say that? I'm sorry. I'm clipping this, and if Kirill Marchenko gets hurt in these last 10 games, he's going to get hurt before he can score his 21st goal. Now that you just said that. I'm sorry. This line put that on her. Rude. Her. Not me. Her. She's the one. She's the one with the voodoo magic. I was trying to compliment his positive attitude. 
that has carried him through the adversity of this season so that he can shine like a star through this puddle of mud that we have given him to play in. That's true. You that was what you were going for, but it but was. I will hold it to hold it against you if he gets hurt. Okay. You know, <laughs> like yeah, I just I why, why lie? Why like I'm you, aware. <laughs> why like tell you I wouldn't? Um, so you know, really like Laura. That's about like Blue Jackets wise. That's about all we've got. You know, looking at other things other things around the league i was telling you like since i got knocked out of fantasy like i don't necessarily know that i'm paying that much attention to the rest of the league right now but is there anything else on your radar right now with the jackets around the league just any other things that you want to share um my biggest thing i just wanted to like we talk about it on the show all the time about like how some players like have the personality of white paper chows and laura even maybe made fun of this player when she was told that she was going to be this player's hockey bff but shout out to Connor McDavid for like actually like taking a little bit of a stance and like making a pretty positive statement about Pride Nights. This has actually been what I'll say is like the slight positive in all of this shitstorm. It's like there are some players that I feel like maybe before this happened, like would not have spoken out, like which is probably another conversation we should have. But like before this, maybe didn't feel comfortable enough to speak out against like homophobia in in sports or in hockey specifically, but since there's been like this urgent call for people to be responsive to people not wearing pride jerseys during warmups or, you know, whatever else have you, we've gotten it from a few people. We've gotten it from a few folks that we've talked about, whether that be, you know, Matthew Kachuk in Florida or, you know, um, Kyle Poso, I think had some pretty positive things. Mm-hmm. To say. Um, you look at Connor McDavid, like there are players that are, on the right side of this that maybe I don't know that everybody expected them to be, or like it's just out of their character to speak up. Connor McDavid really being that prime example of somebody who is maybe a little out of his character to, to say something outside of just like your typical cliche hockey quote, but. And to say it very like, to say it very like, it wasn't a prepared statement that he made. It was very off the cuff, you know, it was his true feelings on how he feels about the importance of pride nights. And, um, you know, that was really, I think much more impactful than, than some people I think will think in the, in the end, but it's, it speaks a lot for someone of his caliber and his presence in the league to, you know, stand up to these teams and just ridiculousness that's been happening this season. But so, yes, my hockey BFF, even though he does kind of have wallpaper paste as a personality, I do appreciate him extra this week. For sure. For sure. Laura, is there anything else around the league or with the Blue Jackets that's on your dome or anything that we talked well, about? We were going to talk about pre-show that I totally fucking forgot about. Well, ironically enough, someone who I also think doesn't have much of a personality, I want to congratulate um Zach Berensky on being <laughs> named the Columbus Blue Jackets community I don't think you're MVP. Allowed to say that on our show. I don't think you're <laughs> I, I have said it before that I don't think he has much of a personality. Use your inside voice. Use your inside voice. <laughs> I don't dislike him as a person. I know, I'm just giving you shit. But no, congratulations to Zach. He's really made the most of the fact that he, you know, hasn't been able to play this season in his recovery. Um, he has donated 
fifty thousand dollars to the or to is it the Salvation Army? No. Toys for Tots. Proud. Yes, that's the right one. Looking now, but continue. Thank you. We might do a correction corner on that. And he's also been um, paying for a suite uh, for a multitude of home games to bring uh, people who wouldn't necessarily get to experience hockey um, from that vantage point. So a lot of the childhood heroes that we have from nationwide children's um, and various different um, just organizations and and people who could really benefit from just the boost and the kindness of being able to take a break from their lives and just experience a hockey game. And um, Zach's been really integral in a lot of those efforts in the community this season and really just making the most of um, his time being out. So he was named community MVP um, and the Columbus Blue Jackets Foundation is giving a $5,000 donation to a charity of his choice to honor him for that. So that was really cool to hear about that the other night. So did you get a correction for me? You know, oddly enough, <laughs> Zach Wierenski has posted nothing about his own accomplishment. So that made it a little bit harder, not going to lie to you, um, but still working on it over here, still trying to figure out <laughs> exactly um, what the, the press release said about that. But yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that's cool about Zach, at least with, with this whole situation is, is when a player gets hurt for the year, it's easy to imagine like them wanting to like bag it and like continue their treatment away from the team or whatever have you. Like, I'm not sure if Justin Danforth has Justin Danforth been around. Yeah, he's been here. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's not super uncommon, right? Um, Laura, Oh no, Laura, you didn't trust your gut. Salvation Army. Yeah, Salvation Army. <laughs> um, and then, like you said, though, to your point, the $5,000 in the Blue Jackets. Um, yeah, it's just nice that he's like stuck around. Like, not only stuck around, but like still seemingly been a leader and like been vocal. So he's actually he's on the trip with them. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's nice. No, for sure. So, Laura, I think it's about time for you to tell the folks what you do best. I think it's about time to tell the folks where they can find us and how they can harass us if they agree, or maybe tell Zach Wierenski where he can send us hate mail if he listens to this episode. I don't... He's a good person. He just doesn't have much personality. He's definitely a quieter guy, but there's yeah. not about that. So, where can he send us his lowercase hate mail? Oh, God. And I like <laughs> that you say that this is the thing that I do best when there is a whole 53, 54 minutes before this of me doing things, which are clearly not my best. This is, so. like, your thing, though. Like, on our show, this is your thing. Okay. <laughs> Mine is a shitty DraftKings ad read. And when I say shitty, I mean I do it shitty. And yours is carrying us home to the finish line with just an absolute beautiful rendition of all of our social media platforms and our different ways to get a hold of us. That was a better way to put that. Thank you. Anytime. Glad, <laughs> to, glad I can help. But yes, you can follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at subjectively pod. You can follow us on Facebook 
YouTube and TikTok at Subjectively Speaking. We do have a gorgeous website that Jeremy designed for us um, that you can check out at subjectivelyspeaking.com. I have heard that we have merch. I'm actually wearing some of it right now. Um, and if you would like to help support your two favorite hockey podcasters and get some sweet merch in advance uh, or in exchange, uh, you can visit our merch store, subjectivelymerch.com. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platforms you're listening on, especially if you are on Apple Podcasts. Scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. And again, we, yeah, we don't know how algorithms work. We just know that all the things that you can do, likes, comments, subscriptions, whatnot, help us get more action in the hockey podcast charts and bring more people into this beautiful little community of ours. But other than that, we just love and appreciate you all so much. That we do. And until we get the chance to talk to you all next time, real actually, real quick plug, I was lucky enough, I think we talked about it on the show, to snag one of Hockey Jerseys at HKY Jersey on Twitter. One of their like mystery jerseys that they do every month, they do a drop. Their next one is on the 31st. So like set your Twitter notifications on for them if you are interested in getting one of these jerseys. I got, well, I won't say it. Because we're going to post it on social. I, I recorded my opening of it. So uh, I got a good one. Let's just say that uh, a former Blue Jacket plays on this team. And when I opened it, my first thought was, oh, no. Um, <laughs> please don't. Please don't be this player. So that's your little hint for if you're yep. listening. Uh, but... Yeah, until next time, make sure you take care of yourselves, take care of one another. We'll come to you with a new episode on Friday. But until then, be well, and we'll talk soon. Bye.